Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And before we start this Monday mini, happy Monday, everyone, if you're listening to this on a Monday, we yes. do want to go ahead and mention uh, that we will be talking a little bit about uh, violence against women, uh, sexual violence, harassment, and all the above, because we are talking about self-defense products mm-hmm. and tools. So, of course, that comes with a lot of stories. Just go yes. ahead and put that at the top. Uh, again, like I said, we're not going to do too much other than to talk a little bit about statistics. Um, not necessarily talking about stories, just, again, about the products. So if you're like, I don't want to hear any about this, you might want to move on. But if you're yeah. like, huh, I am interested about these products. We're not actually mentioning any products necessarily. Definitely not sponsored. Mm-hmm. But just having a discussion about it. Yeah, and I will say... Um, I know for a fact this can be very triggering for people, and I'm going to talk about that and why that is in this episode. But yeah, we're not going into, as you said, like any real graphic specifics or anything. I just know that this idea uh, can be triggering. Right. So Annie, before we begin, let me ask you, because I think we talked about it before, but I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if we talked about it on mic or on an episode, but have you ever taken a self-defense class? I have. I've taken many self-defense classes. I took uh, two years in seventh grade. Um, And that was partly because my dad was a college professor. And so he got free classes. And I was just interested in that. And then I took a few by myself in Atlanta. I was telling you, I kind of was just like trying everything when I first moved to the city. I was like, oh, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do this. So I was just taking kind of a real mishmash of classes. Yeah. Um, and self-defense was one. There's a very funny story where I was showing somebody how to get out of a chokehold. And so she was had been a like fake choking grip. And then we realized like the entire class was watching us through this glass window, not a self-defense class, a music class. <laughs> and they were, their eyes were so wide, the professor was just staring at us, <laughs> horrified. But the story I was alluding to earlier, and this was, I believe, a little before your time, Samantha. But a couple of years ago at the office, we had an infamous training. Oh, no. Yes, and it was an all-day thing, and there was three stations and there was like a, a medical kind of training station. There was a kind of bomb squad gun station. Uh, and there was a, you're getting someone trying to kidnap you station. And uh, it was very intense. Uh, one of the men literally said, I'd rather die than get into that van. Um, so you have to make your choice of what you want. And he was, you know, talking about a, a scenario wherein someone's trying to kidnap you. And he said, I'd rather die than get the van, but you do you. But it was very triggering for a lot of the women in class because there were instances where, yeah, you were being attacked by, attacked in this kind of false scenario by a man, usually much bigger than you. Um, and especially if you've got like past experience with sexual abuse or assault or anything like that, or you have violence in general, it was very triggering. And I was paired up with like the sweetest, one of our sweetest coworkers and friends, Dylan. And he was so apologetic. He was like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Because he used to work on the show. So he knew about the stuff we talk about, the stuff I've been through. 
But some of the women in this, like, went to the bathroom, started crying, did not come back out, uh, refused to participate. It caused this whole thing. Um, So many people complained. And, like, we've never done it again. And our office manager was horrified by it, too. Like, she said that was not what they told her was going to happen. Right. But it was indeed very triggering. And later, like, out after work, we were having drinks and so many of the women were like, you think I don't know what it's like to feel this fear and to be told that I could? Because they also said you could be raped, especially if you're women, so watch out. Right. And we were like, you think we don't know that? You think we don't live with that every day? And the dudes were kind of like, oh, I didn't realize. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I kind of had a similar situation too, not to this point because, uh, of course, I took a self-defense class in college as well. I feel like Mm -hmm. that might be a rite of passage, but also offered to women oftentimes. And yes, it was made up of all women. And Mm -hmm. our two teachers were military-trained defense people who came in saying similar things to that. Like, hey, you know if you go into that van, you see their face, you're dead. Like, immediately told you that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, As well as the fact about, like, knives, that it's better to shred your hand off than go in with them. It's it's that or your life. What is valuable to you? We also Mm -hmm. had that conversation. But yeah, we, uh, we didn't partner up with each other. I don't think. I'm trying to remember that portion because the big part that stuck with me was literally having an older man straddle my neck with his legs. Mm -hmm. So I had to get him off me. And I did not volunteer. He just asked me to step up. And Mm -hmm. that triggering me. I'm like, why are you doing this? I don't know you. I Mm -hmm. don't know you. And you have your crotch in my face to tell me, get me off of you. Do Mm -hmm. it. Do it. Um, And it was one of the weirdest days that I just kind of sat there. And he was, they were all in their military Uniform too, except for like the shirt, the t-shirt that had, it was that uh, army green t-shirt, the pants, all of that, and the boots. They, they were ready, and I had that similar experience. And the panic that I had afterwards, like during it, I was fine, honestly, because I had to put on that front. Of, yeah, I don't know anyone in this class. I don't know what's going on. I'm just gonna get through it. I'm just gonna get through mm-hmm. it. And then afterwards, like obviously it's sticking very clearly in my head. And we also had an open, but this was at the gym. So UGA mm-hmm. had a very wide open gym, um, but there it was all glass too. And so people mm-hmm. would stop and watch us rolling right. around with these older men trying to figure out what the hell we were doing. I think it was yeah. fairly obvious because it was all girls mm-hmm. with these two dudes in mm-hmm. military pants. Uh, but still, we were definitely watched. Um, but yeah, that those kinds of moments of like, why am I doing this? Am I going to remember any of this? What is mm-hmm. the point? I definitely had a lot of that because that's kind of the conversation we're going to have today. Like, what is this and who is it geared for? So the reason I started thinking about this whole situation was, um, and if you've listened to us, for even a second, you probably already know that I'm really into TikTok right now. Like, it takes up my time, a little too much time. I need to sleep. Why am I doing this type of time that it takes from me? Uh, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, during this time, there's different videos that pop up in my feed. And I follow a lot of, like, women uh, who fight against misogyny. Love it. I love fighting the patriarchy. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and one specific video popped up about a woman having a very uncomfortable situation at a bar. I think any of us who uh, identify as female 
know the situation and her trying to leave this conversation that she didn't want to be a part of uh, with a man who wasn't taking the hint. And it was one of those, like, how do I do this? Everyone around her could see, okay, what do we do? What does she do type of situation? But mm-hmm. it was stitched. Um, so in, just in case you don't know what that means, Annie, I don't know if you know what that means. <laughs> it's when someone takes someone else's video and then makes a video of that, kind of a reactionary video. She watches it. They t- and then talk about it and then maybe pull it back up on screen and be like, this is what this happens. That's yeah. a stitch. Um, and she, this person who stitched it, was a part of a new startup company that apparently was marketing an app that would help the woman in this situation. And according to her video and the company's video, apparently it kind of does a the thing that we kind of all do with each other on a first date or any date or outing, I think, is... Yeah. Have, a, have that situation of, if this date is going bad, call me, mm-hmm. tell me there's an emergency, and I'll leave. And so mm-hmm. what this app does, when you uh, implement it, it gives you a false call or a, or a fake text telling you to come back or telling you there's an emergency. And then if it gets bad enough, you can send an emergency uh, notification to a contact person that you have chosen that will tell you lo- their location. So, mm-hmm. which I, I'm like, that's a cool idea. That's a cool idea because we all know now that giving a fake number doesn't work. Uh, essentially, that yeah. a lot of the people will either say, okay, let me call you so you can have my number or call you just mm-hmm. because or text it in front of you. So mm-hmm. that does not work. And then we had the fake numbers where you're like, you can give them this number and they get this call. And you're like, yeah, but, you know, there's a lot of dangerous situations. So all of this is fine and well. But then it started to make me think, as I'm researching their product, I was like, oh, cool. I wonder, maybe I should go ahead and download it. Not that I'm going on dates or anything, but just, you know, this seems like a cool product. I would love to hear about it or a cool app. And it costs. And I kind of was kind of blown away. Like, if you want it, don't get me wrong. Paying for what you make is not a big deal. I get it. Um, Paying for subscriptions, I get it. I don't quite understand when it comes to apps about sponsorships uh, and all of that because I know you can get free apps as long as you watch ads. Probably not (laughs) great with an app that you're trying to use for an emergency. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it essentially was like, you can use this product for seven-day free trial. And then after that, it's either $2.99 a day. I think it said like... I want to say it's $7.99 a week or $27.99 a month. And it's mm-hmm. a subscription. And my head, I was like, who can afford that? Like, as a luxury product. And unfortunately, when it comes to women's safety, this type would not be something that most women can afford. Um, right. And maybe there are situations where, like, the parents would pay for it and that's all good and well. Um, but then I was like, wait, wow. Wow. Okay, this is a good idea, but that seems like a lot for women's self-defense. And let's be very honest, this is geared towards women. This is absolutely for women. And and the woman says in the uh, video that she that's why she created this app. This is exactly mm-hmm. why for women like her or mm-hmm. in these situations. And so it started making me thinking, I'm like, who is making all this money? off of self-defense products specifically for women because there's definitely things we know that are geared for women. And so I started going down this rabbit hole, Annie. 
Mm-hmm. And there's not much out there. There's not a lot of statistics. There's not a lot of conversations about it. There's a lot of articles about the best defense, self-defense weapons that women should carry today. Like Glamour has an yeah. article for the top 10. Um, Amazon has a list, of course. And then you see all these other articles like don't the good and bad of having firearms. You know, unfortunately, the statistic is that women are most of the times more harmed even with the weapons they own because mm-hmm. it is used against them right. than not. And then, so I was like, what? So what is there? What is out there? Because we've talked about the pink tax. We've talked about things like makeup and all of that that are geared towards women and making a lot of profit. And who was making this profit? And then the cost of safety for women and using mm-hmm. fear to sell a product, which is a constant thing. Of course, we see things like security systems and homes, and it's not necessarily just about women, but it's mm-hmm. oftentimes a woman alone yeah. that are in the home that typically are seen as being unsafe. Mm-hmm. We also have seen for online stuff, and we even did an episode of stalking and, and new cyber yeah. crimes against women. Mm-hmm. And now, like, there was a specific article specific to women on how to protect your identity, how to not be cyber stalked, which is all well and fine, but, you know. Yeah. happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think a part of what we're talking about is the conversation we've seen play out in so many things, but especially when it comes to women and violence against women and sexual assault is sort of this not dealing with the problem, but putting it again on women to take care of yourselves. And, you know, there's the financial cost, but there's also the kind of mind space cost and the time cost but, you know, you've got so many things, like the condoms that were supposed to, like, stick inside that women would wear inside them. And you've got, like, I once, uh, my ex's mother for Christmas gave me this, like, box of essentially, you know, pepper spray and, like, this light emergency thing. And she was like, you're running around as a woman in Atlanta. You need to have this stuff. And it was a Christmas gift. Like, <laughs> um, so it's just accepted that this is a risk that I am taking. And I know I've told this story before, but uh, back when I was really into running, I found an article and it was like, top 10 tips for runners. And there was one sort of geared towards men and one sort of geared towards women. And for men, it was like, wake up at this time and do this like cross training and eat this. And for women, it was like, always carry your ID in case they kill you. They can identify the body. Don't put your headphones in with music. Don't. It was all the safety stuff. And I was like, this is so different. Right. <laughs> this is more focusing, like you're telling me I should focus on surviving instead of being a better runner, which right. is what you're telling the men of the of this article. <laughs> right. And that's absolutely right. It is, again, who is it geared towards? What are they saying? And again, who is making money off of this? And I will tell you, so I did find one article that does talk about uh, the market of self defense products. And it stated that by 2025, that in the U.S., it will be a profit of $3.6 billion. So someone is Mm -hmm. out there is making $3.6 billion worth of revenue. Mm -hmm. So using something that, you know, unfortunately can be necessary, 
but at mm-hmm. the same time shouldn't be necessary and oftentimes right. are geared towards women. And I will tell you some of the top selling items would include folding knives and pepper spray. And we yep. kind of already know who has what. Women are more likely to go for the pepper spray than mm-hmm. anything else that I've seen, like according to the statistics. And with that, actually, I got this random, and I was telling you this before, because, I, again, I was trying to get as much information as I could. It's really not much out there. If someone wants to point me to something, that's wonderful. Please do. Mm-hmm. That There was a specific statistics for realtors um, and what type of self-defense weapons they have, and they yeah. did it based on gender. And it's not really too surprising that 26% of the women in, that was surveyed, which is the highest number, used pepper spray, while mm-hmm. men... That was 4% for men. So only 4% owned a pepper spray. Mm-hmm. Of course, not surprisingly, the highest for men was firearms, which was at 18% for them. The women do have firearms. It's only 12%. Still a pretty high number. But again, that pepper spray is most likely yeah. what they will have, um, followed by the pocket knife, which men more, are more likely to have. But it's still interesting because... Uh, we haven't talked too much about it, but realtors are at risk a lot of the mm-hmm. times for assault. And it is a really risky job because you do meet up with strangers mm. at open properties. So that's a whole different conversation in itself, which I would love to hear about how y'all handle yourselves, realtors. Yeah. But that statistic alone, I think it does kind of transcends to what is happening as a whole population. Like the pepper spray is a very popular thing mm-hmm. and we know we've I think most people have now learned that's not really effective unfortunately uh, have you ever been pepper sprayed any I haven't um, but uh, going back to the this is an unfortunate truth but a lot of times when women have like a, a weapon it gets turned against them I had a friend who was mugged and she tried to use the pepper spray and accidentally sprayed it in her face oh no she's fine she was oh, fine but I'm just thinking like, yeah, I would do something like that too. Right, right. So actually, I have actually been pepper sprayed because uh, in my job at DJJ, they were starting to lean towards uh, caseworkers having weapons. And it started out with a pepper spray, which I was like, what? And in order for us to be trained, they had to spray us directly in the face so that we knew what it felt like. It was uh-huh. not good. It lasted <laughs> three days. And it goes oh. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Some of the women, one of the hacks that's on TikTok is using a wasp spray instead mm-hmm. of pepper spray because it has a more direct hit. Ah. Yeah, there's so much advice on mm-hmm. TikTok. That makes me really sad that they yeah. know all these things. But I did note like, okay, okay, okay. So we know that this is the bigger things. These are the things that I've seen. Again, the website immediately, when you start Googling self-defense products, you're going to see top 10 best weapons for women, non-lethal weapons oftentimes, because again, Mm -hmm. the statistics for firearms are not pretty. And I found that fascinating once again. And I was trying to see how many companies are owned by women. Mm -hmm. There's not as much as I would hope. Unfortunately, they do pop up at the top when you research Mm -hmm. it. So that's nice to see. I'm like, okay, at the very least, we get to see that as an option. But again, this feels like a luxury product. So we're being told we need them. We're being told to take care of ourselves, but Mm -hmm. only if you can afford it. Yeah. And it's frustrating because it's one of those things where it, it is, the onus is on us. It's very victim blamey. And especially, like, that's what kind of gets me is I have friends who love, they love self-defense. It makes them feel empowered, um, which is great. But I, the conversation is what really bothers me around it is, like, 
to in order to protect yourself, you have to do this. And if you didn't take this self-defense class that maybe you don't have time to take or maybe you can't afford, then you're really not protecting yourself, right? And right. it's sort of another way of saying that's on you instead of addressing the wider problem here of rape culture and and a society that just doesn't really value the safety of women. And so we've been approached before about having these products as sponsors, but it's just such a weird space of like saying, yeah, like telling women you're not safe and you need this, now pay me for it. Right. <laughs> this feels kind of gross. Right. When we did, like I said, a couple of very popular products asked us, you know, because we're like, you know, hand in hand, you're women, you're talking mm-hmm. about feminism and being independent. And this is kind of the cost of being independent. But at the same time, yeah. like, do we want to make money off of selling that? That is absolutely, like it, it doesn't, feel right. None of this feels right. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. This could be a whole other level of like capitalism in itself and what are you yeah, selling? Sure. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, we, we feel the same way about makeup. Like, what are we saying? What are, what are exactly right. is this product? And it doesn't feel necessarily like we're, it feels like we're perpetuating an idea that shouldn't be perpetuated. Like this is not the real solution. This is just a temporary fix, hopefully. Right. And it shouldn't be. And then this is also in the midst of all of the uh, Violence Against Women Act being kind of just pushed aside and ignored and downgraded as it has been. Um, and I will say, actually, in 2017, apparently there was a huge bump up for the amount of self-defense classes that women were taking. Mm-hmm. And it had to do with the administration at the time completely uh, dismissing women in general. Um, mm-hmm. The whole, I think it was during the level of grabbing by a p- comment. Yeah. And all of a sudden women were like, we're not going to get any help. Yeah. from the government. So let's go ahead and do this. And and I will say, I feel like there are good people out there who have good intentions and can teach self-defense correctly. Mm-hmm. I think there's a whole other mindset of understanding the depth of uh, empathy when it comes to most likely these women who are coming to you are fearful for some reason. Yeah. yeah. And that needs to be in the back of your head at all times and finding comfort. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, you're talking about having partners with that you know. How weird is that? Yeah. That is so I, I don't know if that would make me feel better or worse. I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah. It was not fun for anyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone was uncomfortable with it because it's also like co-workers. Yeah. And so your kind of office has been turned into a place where you're envisioning your co-workers as potential enemies who might attack right. you and also not a safe space, which, you know, I'm not saying those threats that we know they do. That's what kind of annoyed all the women in the class. But we didn't have a choice in it. It wasn't a choice. We were told we're doing this. Right. And then now everything feels less safe than it did before we took this class that was supposed to make us feel safer. (laughs) And just think about if... Because there are so many incidents that happen in workplaces Mm -hmm. which are not addressed. And then having Mm -hmm. to do that face-to-face, I cannot imagine... And I know our office manager would have never done that if had they known. But... But oh my God, they mm-hmm. owe you. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's <laughs> the infamous. Kind of <laughs> it is infamous if you bring that up. And most of the guys will be like, oh yeah, I remember how upset you were. Not in a mean way, but like that's yeah. kind of their take where all the women are like, don't talk to me about that. <laughs> right, right. It's yeah. just not me. I mean, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, and, and um, on top of that, 
when we talked about some of these products, not that we don't like fancy, you know, not that we don't want it to mesh yeah. in, but that is a part of the marketing is to make it pretty, make it mm-hmm. sparkly, make it attractive for women. Um, mm-hmm. But also, they also think of it as make it um, indiscernible to as just being a keychain. Uh, right, right, those right, kind right. of trickeries, uh, whether it's the cat <laughs> keychain, uh, which uh. has the double poke that you can Ooh. poke someone in the face with. Mm-hmm. I found out about the little sticks that essentially has a grip and a pointy edge. It's called a Kubitan. And I didn't know what they were. I've seen them. I've seen mm-hmm. them. But essentially, they have a whole class dedicated to what these uh, can do and how to use it. It looks pretty lethal if you use it right. And of course, mm-hmm. that's the conversation. It's like, how do you react under panic? Stress, yeah. Again, mm-hmm. I shut down. So mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do. Uh, that's what I know is just to ignore and uh, yeah. disassociate. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole different conversation. But yeah, all of these, a lot of these products are geared in a pretty fancy manner. As in fact, there was a big article in 2014 about one company that had made a halo like uh, pendant type of thing mm-hmm. that similar to the phone app I was talking about. You press it, it notifies things, all these things. But it's specific to like it's $120, $150. And then it was geared to make it feminine and dainty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for a reason to appeal to women, as well as the fact that the same company had a chastity underwear. They were one oh, of the ones whoa. that had the chastity underwear um, uh-huh. so that women couldn't get raped, quote-unquote. But that's obviously yeah. very geared at playing it safe. And the way the commercials came out was very like, look at me, this is a part of my everyday dress. This is my norm, is to gear myself up to an assault. And mm-hmm. that in itself was like, hey, do you really, is this the message that you want? And I think they had to go back and like redo all of the branding as they should because it was very obvious what they were doing. Again, very expensive in comparison mm-hmm. to, to so many other things. And I know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the listeners, are, I know, y'all all have things and I hate mm-hmm. that. And a lot of them are like under $10, which is nice mm-hmm. to see. And a lot of them are geared towards women. I know specific companies which are headed by women who thought of these things and try to make it affordable, but you still have costs. Mm-hmm. And again, that conversation of like, what is someone's safety? You know, that's priceless. And at the same mm-hmm. time, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. not. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good point to make because we're not saying everyone who is behind these companies or takes part in those things is bad. That's not it at all. No, it's just no. that this is so... It's so unfortunate that that's where we are. And like you said, you know, you're kind of preparing yourself for assault. That's what we talked about in the not pretty enough episode, like every day that's in the back of your head and how much brain space that takes up and how exhausting that is. And it's just a, a fact of life that we seem to have accepted. And, and you know, people are fighting and trying to change things, but it is so much our responsibility to keep ourselves safe rather than trying to change anything else. Right. And again, like the Violence Against Women Act, why why I harp on it so much is because not only do we need those kind of safeguards that are able to be placed in court, uh, that are able to be placed as a legal uh, recourse for protection, but the fact that it also makes a statement once again of who should be held responsible Mm-hmm. and who's the one that needs justice in general and hopefully uh, protection. And it's not because we're, we don't protect ourselves. Uh, it's because, yeah, it is 
always a threat. And for some reason, that's the number one threat when you're talking to a woman or, or someone who identifies as female or non-binary, oftentimes to go after them in a manner to say, your vulnerability is what I'm going to take from you. Like it's everything from you. And that's what I'm, I'm going to use against you rather. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole conversation again, like I said, uh, that we want to readdress and like I wanted this to be a full episode at first because I was like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna find all of the and there was no information Mm -hmm. and whether it's because no one's looking at it or because it is so wide stretch or because it's newer I don't know Mm. so if y'all have some information I would love to see it because we love some numbers over here obviously we do Uh-huh. We do. And then, yeah, tell us about your experiences and what you've gone through and, and, and you know, just your thoughts on this because I know it's a wide-reaching topic. Yeah, and I feel like most most women can identify with what we're talking about. And certainly, like, even though we couldn't find a lot of data, we talked for like 30 minutes, so we all have these <laughs> experiences around it. Um, but we would love to revisit. So, yes, if you have any information or thoughts please let us know. You can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I've Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> 